wonderful from Martin, absolutely wonderful. Now finish it. Yes, he does. It's one of the great goals of the World Cup. It's inevitably scored by the world's greatest player. How they love it here in Hangzhou. Well, you can't contain a talent like that. Welcome to another episode of Diaspora United. I am Andre Carlisle, and as always, I am here with my co-host, Courtney Stith, CBS The Athletic writer. Oh my Courtney God, Courtney Stith, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hype it, hype it. Spreading the good word to Efi Anamanu, friend of the pod, Efi Anamanu, following her for the World Cup. Read the pieces, get athletic subscriptions, tell everybody that Courtney's great. Do oh what God, you got to do. Stop. Tweet her, actually. Tweet at her. At Courtney Let's go. Oh <laughs> to let her know how great she is. That is. This it's is the worst all... time of my life. I'm about to hang up from the Zoom call. Please stop. Oh, my God. I just want to eat it my is... chia seeds and live in oh, peace. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the sound you hear, which I'm so thankful they are here. Shea Butter FC is in the house. Thankfully, the... they're here just to, just to help me hype up Courtney. That's it. That's it. Try Sky, to be sneaky Sills. and pre-pro, and I've heard you. Because I thought you were going to wait to introduce us, but then no, 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 no. You always forgot to tell you. I always forgot to tell you. Yeah, it's, I heard what was happening because I have AirPods in and I was walked away from my computer knowing Andre was going to try to be sneaky. Hey, listen, I had to get it in. I had to get it in. I had to get it in. Uh, but Shea Butter FC, Sky, and Silves, thank you so much for joining us. It's a crossover pod. Um, there is another episode where we're talking about the NWSL preseason. Black History Month, a bunch of other things. So make sure you go listen to that on their feed as well, Shea Butter FC. But for now, Sky, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Old tall one. Digging skyscraper. <laughs> Should have known it was coming. Silves, how are you? What's up? I'm I'm doing well. Doing and Courtney, well. I'll, I'll say what's going on with you just because, you know, I ain't really give you a chance to talk just because we had to hype you up real quick. But how are you? This is almost as bad as the time where you just screamed in my ears that one episode and I was not prepared. <laughs> This is why we need to re- we we need to record these for like video purposes at some point because that was actually really hilarious. You literally scared the li- you genuinely scared the living life out of me. <laughs> I saw it and I just kept going because I was I thought it was gonna be hilarious on the podcast, but I was like, I hope she's alright. Uh, I'll keep talking until she can talk. <laughs> Cortisol went all the way up. Was not prepared. All good. So yeah, like I said, there. Um, listen to Shea Butter FC podcast. Part one of the crossover is there. This is part two. We're going to talk about She Believes Cup coming up. We're going to talk about some other international tournaments. So we're really going to focus on She Believes because it's kind of fascinating. And y'all know we be dragging Black Co. So I think there's reason to do that again. In fact, in my rundown, I just said Black Co. Ugh. And you'll know what that means if you follow me on Twitter. It's been my name forever. Um we're going to talk about Canada's squad, Japan's squad, and Brazil's squad, uh, which that Brazil squad, very interesting, could get to oh. cooking. We will see. But with respect to everyone's personal health and blood pressure, we are not going to start with the U.S. We are going to start with Canada. Canada's approach seems to be interesting. When Bev Priestman dropped the, the lineup, I was kind of looking for the normal, the typical Canada lineup. You know, they won the Olympics. They, you know, kind of really shot up in the rankings and you're thinking, OK, this is a really tough team. But no Ashley Lawrence, no Khadija Buchanan. Looks like she's trying to get a look at some other players. Sky Sills, what did y'all think about Canada's roster? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
it's def yeah, it's definitely not their best. I think certainly backline. Um, yeah. Where is Khadija? Selection. Uh, rest up, Khadija. I'm fine with that. Where is Ashley? Same. Uh, that one I'm not as concerned about. Uh, like I want Ashley Lawrence to be healthy, obviously, but I'm yeah, not true, a true, true. Person. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Um, it's, I it's, I'm interested to to see um between injuries and just not calling people in. I guess to look at other people, the delegate count. Um, to treat the tournament down. To treat the yeah. tournament like a valuation. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Where they do that at? What a yeah, concept. She, Evaluating talent, talent in February. Oh my god. Right, right. She has what, two more windows, <gasps> the same as everybody else, to really get a look. So. I think she's taking advantage of she believes it's not a tournament they need to win. You know, mm-hmm. they're the defending champs from the last major tournament. And I mean, she knows what she has. And so I think she's trying to figure out those last handful of players mm-hmm. um, for depth purposes. I think particularly on that back line, they're not super deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few strikers, right? Because Prince is likely not going to be going now Yes, um, with her Achilles. Yeah. Um, I see Pickett got called up, Victoria Pickett. So I know mm-hmm. she was on the bubble last year. And so really giving her a few looks and, and seeing if and where she fits in. Um, so I do think she has a lot of upside, but yeah, I, I think Parisa We called him Vince? Yeah, they call yeah. I mean, they've been Vien. calling her and I feel <laughs> off and on. <laughs> Vince? Wait, she's been so good. She's been really good in Europe. Oh, she's been balling. She's one of those yeah. very interesting players where like, yeah, feet, right, she, and, she always balls yeah. out when she's over there and then yeah. she come here and you're like, okay. Where to go? Well, I mean, hopefully she she got the the sports psychologist to uh work through, yeah, so that she gets the vibe, so she can come I mean, through and be great. She just needed to get her feet together. I think, yeah, maybe like not being watched every week. Like I don't know, but for whatever reason, she f- seems to have figured out her feet. Um, so I remember watching her at Gotham, and I was like, man, she has terrible feet. She could just figure out her feet. <laughs> Except the thing is, it wasn't uh-huh. like it's not in her feet in the traditional way of like, oh, yeah, she's speaking bad touches. It was like her balance was just yeah, it's like, literally off. Like, and I was like, yeah, what? like you're in the best position. Yeah, just take it. It was just an I'd rarely seen anybody like need to fix that before. It was just very interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, not at that level. Yeah, they're looking at some college players too. It looks like, huh? Yeah. I'm excited to see um, Golden Boot future winner Janine Becky putting in all the goals. She is a forward uh, for country, so that's good for her. I don't see Jordan. Until, oh, that was like until yeah, she decides to put her at left back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember well, from uh, Arnold Clark last year? Or wing back, I guess, for Portland. So that's yeah. what I'm like. Interesting. Um, yeah, hey, it might happen while we playing. She might do that. I'll defend Hoytima because she plays for my, my team. I also can understand why she's deeply frustrating for people. Um, but we'll, uh, I'd like to see what she does in this tournament. I think this is a good test for her. And now she's had some time in the NWSL, so. And the People's Carers Cup, because for She Believes, the People's Carers Cup that knows what she believes. Oh, my God. Right. As she drinks, well, as they drink Armour Palmer. There we go. And Arnold Palmer? <laughs> also, why is that? I guess that's a new night, that's a new title of the, of, of the cup, so that's just what yes. we're going to have to go it's with. way too long. Uh, um, yes, I am exactly. <laughs> Uh, I am particularly interested in, in seeing um, Simi Awujo, who mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. from yes. Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-oh. Plays USC for USC. went to Georgia and picked some ballers. Um, right, because so, they got Corey Bethune. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Picked some ballers. So I'm particularly excited to see her. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, she was selected as the 2022, yeah, 2022 
um, like Canadian Young Player of the Year. So mm-hmm. excited to see her get in and get some. Time. Yeah, I've I've seen her in like limited highlights, and unfortunately, I didn't get to get get to a USC game this year. Um, but yeah, I think she's gonna be legit. And again, novel concept bringing in young talent in February. Imagine just to see. Yeah, just yeah. imagine. We're gonna get there. We're gonna okay, get. Yeah, there. we get, we'll build up to it. It's all right. A concept. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a concept. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Canada will do fairly well. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? So, so the thing that I really like about the overall approach is that it doesn't seem like Canada or Bev Priestman are are worried about like how they stack up with the rest of the world right now. Right. Like they, this could be a tournament where they come and they feel like they still got to prove something. So, like, call in all the best players, you know, get your starting 11 in there and do something and like show everybody that, you know, the Olympics weren't a fluke or anything, but they're like, no, we got it. Like we know who our players are. We're going to fill out the rest of the squad and make sure we get a look at other players. And I kind of like that. It doesn't seem like they're bothered by, you know, like needing to prove something, which is kind of something that is a little bit, I don't know if I want to say like new for them, but when you have a team that comes out of nowhere, they, they're desperate to prove that, it's, that they're not a fluke, that they have the squad. And that if they have those players, they can match up with anybody, in any tournament. And it seems like they got other goals. They want to get something else out of this tournament. And I actually think that's really dope. No, I agree. Cause I'm also noticing they didn't call up Quinn. Obviously Desi's hurt. Oh, I think no, Quinn no, is there. No, Quinn's there. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn's there. But Quinn is being called in as a defender. Yeah. That's why I didn't see Quinn. They're Put on them the in back the wrong line. Spot. That's wild. Um, and then they didn't. Uh, they didn't call in our girl, our favorite flopper from Benfica. Whoa. Oh man, Whoa, Lacoste. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so sad. I don't Wait, even know if he does it regularly. It was just so incredibly funny. <laughs> oh no, it's it's forever cemented to her. Anytime she falls in the box, now I like have to take a second look and be like, was that a flop? Or what she, What's funny, she though, is she's doing really well at Benfica. That's why oh, no, she's killing it at yeah, Benfica. She's doing <laughs> very right, good. So she seems like a, a lot, so probably why she's not called in. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't call in. I don't see Jesse. Wait, nope. who's missing? Wait, who are y'all talking about? Jesse Fleming. Canada. You're missing yeah, Canada. a lot of their best players. No, but who's the flopper? Wait, who? Oh, oh Lacoste. Chloe Lacoste. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. From the yeah, Arnold Park Cup from last year. I don't see. They call in Grosso? No. That's yeah, another so one. Yeah, definitely. Grosso's not okay, in. they're definitely. She's a value, a value, evaluating talent. <gasps> in February, the seems to be looking for depth, and yeah. Yeah. these are the people you'd call in to fight for those spots. So, even and though I also want to give a shout out, you know, from a from a since I cover the spirit, I want to give a shout out to Jenner Hellstrom because she yeah. was one mm-hmm. of those players who was affected by Richie Burke and all of his nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so kind of dope to see that she's getting a call up with Canada uh, for this tournament too. So yeah. hope she does well. Yeah, I'm really happy for her. Um, and she seemed to get new life when she went abroad, too. Yes. Um, and yeah, we certainly commend her for for speaking out and um, hoping hoping change the league, even though she's not here anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess we can move on, move on to another squad. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on to. I mean, Japan. Unfortunately, their their squad ain't out yet. Um, it's supposed yeah. to drop at like midnight of us recording this, and I think that's two p.m. over there in Japan. So uh, we ain't gonna wait for that. Um, yeah. But we don't. We obviously don't know who's gonna be on the squad. But we can kind of guess. I mean, yeah. they got quite a few midfielders over in the WSL balling. You expect to see them called up. Uh, Iwabuchi, um, Hasegawa. She's a baller. Yes. I feel like Villa has a player somewhere. I feel hmm. like I'm forgetting. 
Yeah. So I said, the one thing that I think is going to be interesting, even though you know, I was talking with um, Sophie Lawson a little bit, um, yes. maybe that was yeah, last week, seeing if like Micah My Hamano, who j- just signed for Chelsea, might have a chance of making Ooh, this squad, but it doesn't I seem her like it. one is buddy. Yeah, she's ready. She's ready. She's only 18, but I think she's ready. But um, Sophie doesn't think they're going to call her up um, yeah, right now. So we'll they don't see. need to. Sorry. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Y'all know the vibes. Whoop, but whoop. also from the NWSL likely coming up, I'm assuming it's Hina Sagita of Portland and Genendo mm-hmm. of Genendo. Yeah, I think I don't think there's too much question yeah. with either one of those. Oh, and the yeah. other player I was thinking of was um Haya is it Hayashi for West Ham? I feel like hmm. uh yeah, there is a player for West Ham. Yeah, uh I think it's Risa Shimizu. I believe. Oh, oh yeah, the defender is defender. Together. Um, yeah, and also, oh, well, now she's oh with gosh, Liverpool, but Fuka Nagano, when we did yeah, see her as North Carolina, she was really good last year. Yeah, yeah. and I think she'll do well. She's already balling for Liverpool. Yeah, too. she's doing well at Liverpool. Um, yeah, there's just there's really solid talent. There's a good domestic league there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Japan, right? Super technical organized right ballers with high skill sets high IQs like um yeah like I think they'll play a different way and and force us to figure out some things and we are I guess we'll get to our roster in a second um but we (laughs) are also not bringing quote-unquote our we're missing some pieces is what I'm saying yes we're not bringing as technical of a midfield as we could be bringing but (laughs) we'll see what you talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before we get there before we get there let's get we got one more let's let's talk about brazil and honestly i'm really hyped to talk about this brazil squad i'm so excited for this brazil Ooh. squad I'm, yeah I might find I think, a way to go to a game i, I like think i'm, I'm seeing I folks really now fly to texas but i don't you know what i mean <laughs> i'm feeling the exact same way i'm feeling the exact same way I've been seeing people now on on Brazil a little bit talking about them as the dark horse, and I think because people are seeing like the talent across across many leagues balling, but then you look at the collection of everybody on one team, and you're like, oh. Wait, I'm sorry. Did people not watch Copa? Because I could have told you after Copa. Right. Right. I could have told you after Copa, and they're missing people. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're my very dark horse for winning. I don't think all. they're that. Dark. Yeah, I was gonna well, say no, I don't see them as a dark horse. They're going to be very dark, but like favorites, honestly. <laughs> they balling. They're, they're fluorescent beige horse. Yes, <laughs> fluorescent beige. It's, to me, it's, this might be the best team Brazil's fielded. Yep. Yeah. Like, Wait, I this don't... is this is on par with. It's February, fabulous, and fluorescent beige is black. Okay. <laughs> All right. February. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's Brazil like forward. Black History Month. We're we're it's, it's ballers. It's ballers <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> it's ballers all over the place. That's gonna cook a team that don't have a six. Like this is this is phenomenal. Look you know at one history thing? lesson: the Portuguese did not end slavery until eighteen eighty eight. So that's why there's so many black people in Brazil. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> largest population of black people. folks outside of yes. the motherland, yeah. the continent. What? Look, look, but I mean, look at this roster. Yeah. Look at it. Look at it. They seem to have a better goalkeeper situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Though I think all of them are domestic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One thing I think is kind of is kind of dope is that the end of a cell finally figured out that like Brazilians be balling, and so all of the midfielders called up except for one are are now with NWSL teams. Yeah. 
Adri- Adriana yeah. is with Orlando Pride, Ari Borges, Rossin Louisville. Yeah, I still say Rossin. Uh, Julia Bianchi, Red Stars, and Caroline, who they have listed as a midfielder. We'll see. Yeah, that's uh, North Carolina Courage, of course. I totally forgot Julia Bianchi was at the Red Stars. Totally <laughs> um, well, that and I remember watching um, Ana Vittoria ball out, when, like, especially when watching Benfica um, in the Women's Champions League. She always stuck out to me. It was honestly her, and then um, obviously Jessica yeah. Silva, who just does comes in and does some chaos. Um, but yeah, I actually, I one thing I am curious about because I know what's happened during the summer is that they Brazil actually hasn't really figured out their goalkeeper situation. Sometimes it was Leticia, mm-hmm. sometimes it wasn't, and I was like, who is it going to be? And I feel like that's like that's honestly going to be a really big determinant. And I feel like is there another goalkeeper that? Yes, there was one more. Barbara used to be out here. Yeah, uh, Barbara. <laughs> I was like, there's someone with a B who I cannot Barbara remember, but also... Here. Yeah, Barbara's still out there. I don't know if she's still on there. Or B, but she's still out here. Here's what's wild about Brazil. Angelina's still hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gio doesn't get enough playing time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think she sneaks in. We'll see. But God, even that front line, though. The and that doesn't, the count, that doesn't count. They had really good U20 and U17 tournaments, too, on that Brazil mm-hmm. squad. So they can always just tap into their U team. <laughs> like, like, I need people to understand, like, they look like this now. It's just going to keep getting worse. Yeah. I'm, the young talent coming out of Brazil. Yeah, I am Brazil. curious to see Bruninha play. <laughs> That's Same. fair. I'm curious to see Bruninha play because we saw flashes of her at Gotham. Um, I can't lie, the, her first touches, I was hooting a little bit in the press box because I was like, I know she's just going to sauce someone up. And the thing is, she did. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's also, you know, one of those players that has had really good youth tournaments in the past, truly in the past Mm -hmm. year, um, and is being called up to the full squad. So hopefully she gets some playing time because I'm going to listen to you because you said Caroline would be good and you were correct. Yo, Caroline is an absolute baller, bro. Yeah. Between her and Linda Caicedo... I yeah. saw both of them play once, and I said, ballers. Oh, yeah. They're about I to sauce some right folks away. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm at Sauce the age now where, like, I pretty much know it when I see it. I saw yeah. Caicedo. I was like, ooh, that's different. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I saw Caicedo no. in, when we did that random two-game tournament mm-hmm. or two-game series with them. And yeah. I was like, and also all of them were teenagers, but I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. But that this one's like different. She, she's different. Yeah. I was like, I remember tweeting, and of course, because Twitter's, permanently broken now i can't find my old tweets but i remember tweeting like who is number 19 young yeah. baller and it was like that's who it was i remember them talking about her and then she scored anyway yeah like she yeah. was like everybody was like oh they're gonna have to defend her and it didn't, and it matter. didn't, matter. It didn't matter i haven't seen yeah. that since hegeberg did that shit does. i remember like 2016 17 we, we played norway and they were like you guys stop out hegeberg and it didn't matter she just scored on us <laughs> Like it did not. We didn't win. We won, but she scored. I was like, "There's nothing you can do." That's how I felt about Kaiseido. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. there's nothing you can do with that." Like, um, also, we're seeing good at seventeen. Holy oh, shit! So good. Yeah. I think at the time when she first when she came to play in the U.S., she was might have been sixteen, and I was like, "Excuse yeah, me, she... you can? What do you mean? You are sixteen. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, it's already like that at sixteen. I'm scared what it'll look like at twenty six. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Kaiseido. She is. She will have played in three World Cups in a year. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's Truthfully. so wild. Shout out to her. That's real wild. All right. And good in all of them, potentially. So, I mean, yeah, we could, I think, wax poetic about the Brazil squad. I think we're all on this Well, show yeah. Also, uh, 
So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do because Dabinia and Marta are forwards. The return of Marta. Yeah, yes. I know. And I mean, I think nope. we're all assuming this is her last World Cup. It's time I to lift one. A beautiful story. Time to lift one. Swan song. Players. It's Marta over the finish line. Like I am for that. And I think she's at a place in her life where she's fine with them carrying her. She's like, look. Hey, she <laughs> made that time. speech. She made that speech in 2019. And they letting listened. folks know. And they listened. They listened that those young players, well, first of all, also they worship her. Play. Like they worship mm-hmm. Marta. Yeah. Yeah. So they would do I mean if Marta said jump on one leg for five days, they'd probably do it. <laughs> they would. Um, I mean if Marta told me that, to do that. I, I do worship it. Marta. It's fine. <laughs> we all do. Um, but yeah, I think that they're very motivated in the way that it it feels a lot like Argentina, right? Like Marta will ball out and also everybody's in this to get Marta a World Cup. Like that really seems to be what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. Be focused. And they're not gonna have a better chance, I think. Yeah. I got two players that I've been looking at is and and obviously this is from me just watching a whole lot of the WSL. Mm. Um or well I guess the you WSL and of course Barcelona um really kind of Champions League stuff. But uh Raffaele yeah, for Arsenal, I think she has gone into like being really solid. Like I didn't yeah. know what to think about that signing when they first made it, but she has been like whenever right. she's healthy, she's, right. she's yeah. first night, first name on a team sheet for them. They need oh, her. Yeah. Yeah, he's their best. I would. Argue, I mean, I know people have very real and I think deserve feelings about Leah Williamson, but I could argue that might be Arsenal's pound for pound best defender. Yes. Right now. Yeah, it is. Um, it looks different when she's not out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is. They don't. They don't play the same. The no, defense looks don't. a lot shakier when she's not out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the forward line, Jace. I just. I mean, I don't know what to do with that. She's doing whatever <laughs> she wants in, in she, right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Look, Yo, she gonna press I'm just the saying, hell out of I'm our really back like, line. I, I was like, there are going to be teams that are going to... Look, I'm no just saying, one. there are going to be teams that are going to learn lessons after <laughs> yeah. playing. Lessons amazing. will be I learned. I think they're going to learn about Carolyn because, honestly, Carolyn was suspended, right? So... It's true. She hasn't true. really had a chance to shine. And we see it's how much of an delicious. asshole she is in the league. <laughs> It's going to be Ooh, delicious. It's going to yeah. be delicious and nutritious when somebody tries to roll out a six that ain't a six. Yeah. Yes, so, sir. I'm excited. Oh god. Yeah, I mean, I can really see Jace just 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 pressing hard and taking oh, the ball god, from somebody and sprinting right at our goalkeeper. Like, oh no, oh no. Not gonna lie, you've never been happier than most of my faves removed from this narrative. I'm not gonna <laughs> Is it that time? Are we going? Are y'all ready to talk about it? I think so. I think we're going to yeah. talk about it. Let's just move on. Let's talk about the, the, the U.S. Women's National Team. Let's talk about it. I'm just going to run through the squad as a whole because there's a lot to talk about with this squad. Um, I'm actually glad that we had that, that we kept them for last in this because just <laughs> so much. So first of all, goalkeepers, 80 French still with the squad. Love to see that. Um, the rest of the goalkeepers are Casey Murphy and Alyssa Nair. Defenders, you got Alana Cook. Oh, my bad. That's world class Alana Cook. Excuse me. Uh, Emily Fox, Crystal Dunn, of course, still listed as a defender, but we uh, by now we just expect that to happen. But I still don't like it, so I'm going to register my 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 complaint every single time. As you should. Uh, Naomi Germa, baller. Sofia Huerta, Becky Sauerbrunn, Emily Sonnet for some reason. And defenders, uh, oh, midfielders, what? Lindsay Horan, Taylor Korniak, <laughs> Roosevelt, Kristen Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, Andy <laughs> Sullivan, 
same as that ever was. Uh, forward line, Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Midge Purse, Megan Rapinoe is back, Trinity Robin, Mal Swanson, Pew Pew Pew, uh, and Lynn Williams. <laughs> yeah, the, the name change is really getting me. But hey, she gave us permission to do Pew Pew Pew, so we okay. just gonna keep doing it. Pew 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 Pew! <laughs> Because, I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but respectfully. But I know, right? Cool. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I have permission now. I'll just yeah. lean on that. Sure. Um, all right. So the big thing for me is, you know, the entire conversation around the U.S. Women's National Team ever since they got wrecked in the Olympics and have had poor showings just about most times they've stepped on the pitch together uh, since Flacco took over has just been the six. The issue with the six. Where are they going with the six? He didn't really take one. But that wasn't injured uh, to the Olympics, and that didn't go well. He finally realized that you do need Andy Sullivan, but still giving her a lot of work to do. And now there's no backup six in this squad. No Sam Coffey. After bringing her all the way to New Zealand, she did a mic'd up segment, and then they flew her home. And <laughs> I don't really understand why she didn't get a single minute. And now she's not even in the squad at all. Why are you can, any, just... can anybody, any of y'all, any of y'all, please why... make it make sense, because I don't get it. Why are you being disrespectful? Taylor Korniak is the backup six. Oh, Lord Jesus. So, here, okay. Is okay. <laughs> this is going off the rails. Or it, maybe Emily signed it as the, the six. <laughs> okay, but they've had two years to do that. I'm trying, I'm trying, like, to, I'm trying to make it make sense. They Christy Mewis is going to be the six. Twenty-one. Emily Sonic could play the six. They told I mean, me they, that lie right after the Olympics. Christy Mewis is going to stop the Benia. He, <laughs> Christy, he tried Christy Mewis as a six. He did, but that. he will try her again. I will say that she he will so try her again that. to be a six. I don't agree with it she's because she's best as an eight on the line. Not a great play. defender, but she will fight. Christy Mewis is one of the few. Well, is she gonna be fighting for her life if they do that against Brazil? Shit. That's true, and also you can swing against Brazil if you want to. That ain't gonna go to where you think. Yeah, I was gonna go. say that's the that other ain't thing. The team to fight. People to be think. fair though, neither was Nigeria. She tried it. So wait, that red card. We I forgot about that little red card. I forgot Orlando versus Houston. Throwback. But yes, so I I don't think he has an answer. Like, I don't, listening to him specifically talk about the midfield, right? And the way I think reporters have spoon-fed him questions. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what your midfield philosophy is? What it will look like? Yada, yada, yada. His answers aren't super specific. And while I completely understand not wanting to give away a game plan, that would require having one to give away. Well, goddamn. I don't think he does. Like, I, I think the answer was beg really, really hard and pray Julie Ertz is healthy. And, and we learned. Back. And I think and very late, he accepted the fact that they were not. Did you hear it in his voice? Did you oh, hear that, it? The absolute <laughs> just rejection? Yes, I did. Um, wait, wait, about who? About? Doesn't have oh, any Julie Ertz. He oh, finally what? admitted. He finally admitted the yeah, shake. He was heart. talking that stuff in the uh, what before the January games. Yeah, he was talking mm-hmm. that stuff about well, you know, she's hurt. She might come back. You know, leaving the door open, and she ain't saying nothing about coming back. And I think he finally accepted it now. So oh, I think his his bigger problem is he seemed to think mm-hmm. that her coming back was an issue of her getting healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's not what the problem is, Blacka. Right. Yes. He rested for 45 minutes in the first half of the first game against Sweden and didn't rest another second yep. on one leg. Yep. yep. Barely one leg. She was truly not another one. second. Yeah. Right? Jeez. Like, you broke Julie Ertz. Yeah. Snack saved your ass against the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And I now people to hear me thrice, Lynn Williams and Sam Lewis saved us. Yes. 
Lynn Williams, who would have gone if it wasn't 22 instead of 18. I was, I was like, technically, exactly. it's Serena Weigman saved us. I was going to say, Serena. Serena. Serena says Serena saved us. Which she probably did. Um, <laughs> you And broke Sam Ewis in the process, because she wasn't mm-hmm. really healthy after that. Yep. I don't even she think she was healthy. During that. She, she wasn't healthy at all. Yeah, she wasn't healthy during that tournament either. Fucking hamstring detached. Like what? Or cat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lynn Williams wasn't even playing on a whole hamstring. Mean, just detached. Like what? Yeah. What are you and doing? I was like, to players. <laughs> and even for the players who were there, you played cat for seven minutes. Seven like, minutes. Didn't like, take Sophia. Just, didn't take Andy. War criminals that I was. <laughs> didn't take. Didn't take Midge. No. Didn't take Midge. Didn't take Andy. Who was pissed? Very. Her image and went on the could have used, used Andy Sullivan in the Olympics. Could have used her. Mm-hmm. Could have Wait. spelled her six well, and not well, broken um, Julie or Sam. Well, um, well, maybe, maybe he has a philosophy that he's gonna not run a four three three. When and what are they gonna run? Because that's probably why he don't have a for real six. It's, What's his other system though? Because a wet noodle. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like at times in the midfield. <laughs> well, and this idea that like he needs players in the system, but I'm like, your system isn't. And I know this is like Flacco never does anything right. He does. Like I'm not. I don't think Flacco's a, a bad coach. I just no. think he's a club coach. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Everybody can't coach tournaments, right? I know City is an interesting conversation right now, but it's my argument for Pep Guardiola. Pep, club coach, legend. Is it mm-hmm. Pep in a tournament? Pep in a knockout game. Yeah, yeah, it's just he will always I mean, overthink it. He will always do the wrong thing. Okay, I saw. I think it. I'm, okay, maybe the system is going. I mean, I, I'm, well, from what this looks like, because this midfield is kind of concerning. Um, at some point, <laughs> Naomi and Crystal might have to just go save everybody and just appear yeah. in the midfield. It, it's looking like one of kind of save everyone. Yeah, I'm fully I mean, confident that's gonna. Which happen. game was it where it was literally Pino and Alex were like, "Fuck it, let's get it." Yeah, goal. I mean, ba- basically, we're, we're at that point. <laughs> Again, that's second Germany game. Because some yeah. real shit. When has the U.S. in in the current Vlaco in the last few in the last year? When has the U.S. scored and it's not been outside of his system? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, it's literally I mean, people have had to step it, outside of yeah. Yeah. Now and Sophia have had to step out. Everybody's had to step out of the system to score, and then everybody's talking about, "Well, we got to fall in the system." And the, the, let go, get off the pad, get off that, get off your, that fucking surface. Your system restricts who is arguably your best player right now. If that is Rose Lavelle. Yeah. What I do know is I don't know if Laura Harvey can play Rose Lavelle because we got to put her in bubble wrap. Because we don't got no chances. You hear me? Well, and Ooh. I mean, zero chances of the fate well, of the nation. Well, actually, well, the wildest Lizzie... part about this is that because he doesn't have a system, like we've seen Rose step up in ways that we have not seen her step up in four. So, like before, so the in like in terms Rose? of like, I mean, mm-hmm. head heading the ball, scoring goals, Rose mm-hmm. like, like asshole Rose, like she'd be out here, John, if people like, like what? yeah, <laughs> like crun- crunchy I get tackles. Laura Rose credit for that though, I think. Laura Harvey told her she gotta play defense or, or drown. And so and she plays for all rain. You're playing defense. Like yeah. that's not not in Laura Harvey's world, you're not. <laughs> you will be playing. What are defense. what are what is he doing? Like this is concerning. Um the midfield has been an issue and I think it's jarring for him because when he took over that team, the midfield was the was the line that wasn't in question. Yeah, that was a strong suit. That or was the, the, the question about the midfield line. was was people asking how to get Lindsey Horan into the midfield. Yeah. Right. Like, that was, like, the only thing about it. Right. And now, and now you're... And now you gotta hope Lindsey Horan don't get hurt. <laughs> Which, like, and if we're being completely honest, Lindsey Horan has been 
perpetually injured for a long time. Yes, like one hundred percent medically fit. She's she is, yeah. exactly. Not Meanwhile, healthy. they like literally post like literally post a video two days before, and it's like she's not moving correctly, and it's like I don't fault like I don't fault her for it. She's being asked a lot for club and country, but at a minimum, like she is definitely not one hundred percent healthy. I my fear is she's the next one that's gonna break. That's my fear. Like her nickname is literally mm. Potato at oh. Leon because of how her knee swells yeah. after playing. Like, I know. I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, <laughs> I'm still not letting a grown woman call me Potato. But okay. oh no, no one, no one is ever calling me Potato. But ever. like the fact that why that not? is the reason. Yeah, like, that's not good. Like your if her knee is swollen like that, I mean, shit. Like what is going on with Sam Ewis's knee? Like it's similar stuff. Like y'all are about to break Lindsey Horan, and then what are we gonna do? But here's the other thing that kills me about that Bring is up Brianna, Brianna Pinto. Why then? Did we fly her all the way from France to New Zealand to play one game and then fly back? Like that can't be good. That can't be good for your knee if you also, already have so a much on your body. Like being in a yeah. plane like that. Right. What did she need to come? To, she didn't need to come in for that. She could have stayed iced up. And it's not good. Yeah, if her knee swollen up, I didn't know that was. I didn't realize that's how her name is. That's not good. That's Lindsay, literally her nickname. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay needs to literally take probably a season off or she's gonna end up in the same space that was whatever's happening with sam Lewis, where like they trying to figure out can they can she even play again like this is crazy and then you got morgan control is healthy mm-hmm. where is the mellow i was like brianna pinto, brianna pinto. Was healthy yeah, pinto. and has been balling out for north carolina yeah against, she had a very good year last when year. i watch her up close i mean i can't lie i was a little annoyed because one time she didn't get a yellow card and i was like Morgan Trowell. um but she was getting stuck in that midfield in Harrison, New Jersey. She was absolutely balling out, and it's like, hello, we need a box-to-box midfielder. Fielder, yeah, you need one. We also need six. You need but six. But I think more than I think. Andre, did, did you say this in the last episode? I can't remember because what a what is time and space. But like, <laughs> I think we honestly at this point probably need an eight more than a six because I've given yeah. up a little bit on the six position. So it's like. You I need someone to get some some energy, some dynamism. Mm-hmm. Like so, okay. So, and I'm glad you said that because this is kind of my thing. And he did. So you can see, even though I think that some of the t- a lot of the tweaks that Vlaco's trying are not right. Like like Corniak at the six, they tried that in Orlando, and yeah, okay, that you know the coach there, whatever. Then Casey Stoney tried it, and she was like, mm, no, you're you're playing higher up the pitch. This isn't really the role for you. So I don't really understand now why you think on the national team suddenly the six is going to be the move for her. And we kind of saw how it went and people are saying, Oh, you know, small sample size and everything. Y'all that was New Zealand's like C team, like no disrespect to them, but there were, I don't know how many new call-ups there were. There were at least like double digit players who aren't normally called up to that team. And it still didn't look good. And that's kind of been my thing about this squad is that you can tell it the problems are tactical because you can see we have talent, but when you can't, function against a team that you clearly have a talent advantage against that's all tactical that's all a problem right and so that's kind of my thing so like he's now we kind of see him coming up trying to figure out things and I saw you know Roosevelt in the eighth in the eighth spot I do not personally I think you want Roosevelt closer to goal I don't know if it's great to have her but we do need somebody who can who is have some dynamism in that role and maybe that kind of works and I think maybe Maybe when Kat is fit and healthy, maybe she's the the 10 and you just kind of roll with Rose as the eight and just hope that she don't get hurt because she's a little slight to play that. I mean, Sam Mewis could hold up because she was just, I mean, she, she, I mean, I can't, 
I can't do the tall joke because y'all just gonna clown me. But I mean, you know, yeah. six foot skyscraper running around like, in, in, in midfield. You can't do nothing about guy. it. I mean, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so like, so, so that's a, hey, listen. <laughs> so like that, that's not, there's a, there's a, there's a worry there for me. And yeah. I've noticed also that like when Haram plays that role, she doesn't have the dynamism to beat players 1v1 or dribble up the pitch. So she gets off there with a lot of off ball movement. And that's a problem because that means other players are dropping. Other players are getting out of position. Other players are moving are moving so that she can take space and move forward. Problem is, a pass doesn't connect. You lose the ball. And now who's tracking back? Who's in that space? Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. And so to me, I'm kind of like, I don't know what we're going to do with this eight position, but I would love to see. So this is... That's why I'm so frustrated about it, because I think if you have Sam Coffey, you could even try Andy Sullivan. It's not like she's she's the best 1v1 player, but I think she could be a very quality 8, a very defensively sound 8, uh, who also passes very well. I think Morgan Gattrall is another one. I think even yes. if you have DeMello maybe as a 10, maybe you're looking at something else too and being able to have Roosevelt as the 8 or something. I just feel like you get more flexibility if you just call up players who can do things that you need them to do. Well, call up midfielders. Well, I, <laughs> I don't even it's midfielders, right? Like even, okay. Or play Crystal Dunn as a midfielder. That would solve a lot of problems. We talking about Ooh. dynamism. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Dri- dribbling around people, pushing the ball up the field, come coming back, so, getting st- also stuck in the midfield. I was going to say defensively too. Like it just makes all the sense in the world, right? So, Especially on that left side where Sam Lewis was all 2019 where... World Cup. And she did it. She did it. She did it. She does it for the Portland Thorns. Okay. Yep. okay. Did so, it for North Carolina. I angry. Well, not angry. I think part of my confusion is, and again, I missed, sorry, I missed some of the conversation. It's a cart race for no one. Um, part of my confusion is we feel, it feels like we overcorrected in every possible way, right? So our strong side leading up through the Olympics was the left side. Now it's the right. Um, while I think there is some truth to we we did not bring in the young players in time. Actually, scratch that. That's absolutely true. Yeah, we did not. Um, I also think we've done a lot of scapegoating of the vets here. Um, they retired. It was the Olympics. They were in isolation. Most of them were not healthy. The dynamics on that team from all the stuff that sprang from 2020, like all of that was there. And it's a pandemic, right? Um and to be fair, I think Blacko was lost. Like, I don't think he, when he signed up for that job, he knew a pandemic was coming, right? Nobody did. Yeah. Um, But it threw him. And I don't think it gave him the time to evaluate. And so he went with vets. And I also don't know if he knows how to evaluate in the tight windows that national team soccer gives you. Hey, um, obviously real quick on that, real quick on that. I want you to keep your, I want you to keep your thought, but real quick on that. Yeah. You also can't evaluate if you ain't calling nobody up. I mean, yeah, listen, I, <laughs> well, that's what I mean by, like, I genuinely don't think he gets how to evaluate national team players. Yeah. He, he treats it like a club team, and so he sticks yeah. with what he knows, even if it's not working. But it's like, sorry, you don't have just 32 players. You literally have oh, thousands. You put mm-hmm. out a list of, what, 56, 60? Yeah. 59. 59. And that's cool. 59 minute camp? Hell no. No. And you should try to honestly, while I agree with continuity, at least the time between when the W's ended and like now, more than half of that list should have been in camp. And well, I mean, I, so sorry. for me, it's con- continuity is 
a big part of it. But I think you want continuity, like as much as you can have in tournaments, trying to keep players fit and healthy. So you right. do have m- moments where you spell them, but you want to have like a set group that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. But like it's February, fam. Like, like we, we don't have to do that. And the problem is, you know, you got like like what we were talking about with Canada, you know, Ashley Lawrence, you know, Jesse Fleming, mm-hmm. Khadijah Buchanan. They're playing a lot of they're playing a lot of football right now. Right. They're, they're in four competitions. They're about to start the, the Champions League. You want them healthy. So you go ahead and leave them be. You don't need to put extra miles mm-hmm. in their body. You don't need to put extra minutes in their legs. You just go ahead and leave them be. And we got NWSL preseason starting up. And I know the majority of the players, you know, on the national team play in the NWSL. But I still think you can you can make things a little bit different. You can approach this a little differently so that you do get a look at certain players. But you also say, okay, like Lindsey Horan, keep doing what you're doing. We don't really need to bring you across the ocean again. Like, you're good. We know we're going to have you in July. So you're good. And then a couple other players, like we want to get a look at someone else. So you're still in the squad. Don't worry about it. But you just want to save them because right now you keep calling up the same players time and time again. I mean, at some point, you're putting a whole lot of minutes on their legs before you even get to the World Cup. And that's my other fear, right? I'm like, he seems, say for some of the injured players, I know we haven't talked about that, or maybe we have, I missed it. So say for the injured players, for the most part, he seems to have outside of, and I think he said maybe four or five spots, his squad. Okay. The assumption that they're all going to be healthy is a wild assumption. Correct. Yep. Right. I do. I think this year will be like last year in the epidemic of ACL tears. No, but there's gonna be some of them, and there's mm-hmm. gonna be other injuries. And like you said, people are playing a lot of football. Yes. And some of our players are not as young as they used to be, and they have a lot of wear and tear on their body. God bless you, Pino. So one, you're taking Pino because you know she can do it in a tournament. Okay. Like fine, clearly form is not the art. It's not the conversation, and you're doing that in part because you haven't cultivated younger talent. Okay, she also probably can't play a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like she can't. You are relying on people you can't afford to have a break. You've got to bring in other people, even if it's just to the camp. That's what a camp is. A camp. They don't have to play in the practice or the tournament or whatever. It's a camp. What do you? What is the point of a camp? What is the point of January camp? It's an I, literally we call it ID camp every year. There's not a World Cup here. Well, and I th- I think the most confusing part about this is we've heard Blocko over and over say, for example, I think about when Trinity was first brought into camp, but like wasn't actually on the roster. They brought her in as a training player so that we should like learn how camp works and mm-hmm. like learn about the U.S. women's national team philosophy and mentality and all the fluff they love telling people. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay. So what is the harm, especially if they're like U.S. based camps? Mm-hmm. What is the harm in bringing in other players? Like it just doesn't make like it literally okay. doesn't make sense to me. Like if it if you're supposed if so much of the U.S. women's national team philosophy now, as opposed to let's say before, is about getting into camp and like learning how the team plays and learning how like you know how Vlaco wants you to play and it's supposed to be you know driven by all this tactics and analytics and all of this stuff and you need people in camp early. Why isn't it that you are bringing players, even if they're not on the full squads, bringing in players early who you see are up and coming to learn about your quote unquote philosophy. And then like, yeah, you don't, let's say you don't call them into the next camp, but at least like you got to look at, it just, it doesn't, to me, it just, it fundamentally doesn't make any sense because also, I mean, I know, uh, you mentioned the vets, but like. Pino does not have two world cups in her. Alex Morgan does not have two world cups in her. Like you, there needs to be like, a freshening up of like you know you need to bring along 
you're up and coming players, so they learn about your philosophy, especially if you expect, you know, to be the national team manager for the foreseeable future. Like mm. it it just makes well, it like it to me I it mean, makes no your sense. Your man's in the gym and he's dying his hair, so maybe he don't want this job. And honestly, I don't blame him. This job is hell. Like yeah. I you're a fucking nut job if you want this job. Like yeah. it seems horrible. The politics of US soccer alone. Yeah, I was going to say, like, coaching the squad would be fun. If they would just leave you alone and let you coach the squad, it'd be fun as hell. But the rest of the stuff you got to deal with, nah. Exactly. And he's, of the two managers, he's had the better road. Do you know what I mean? The other ones had a whole lot. Some blackmail, some other shit happening. Fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think, one, I think, like many people, he saw a job he wanted. He got the job. He was like, oh, maybe, maybe I do not want this job. But you're here now, and the money's good, so you do what you do. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's indecisive, but I think there's something there, right? And I think we're in a place now where it has to be about the talent, right? Because the argument in 2019 was we won in spite of, right? We had mm-hmm. so much talent, and such a, we had to win. There was a lawsuit pending. We had to win. Yeah, they're motivated by something and else. if you talk to players from other countries, they talk about I get very tired of the mentality talk, but they absolutely talk about it, right? Like, the yeah. the U.S. women are just, like, not to overuse the word, but, like, they're psycho. Like, they just don't believe in losing. Like, it is. That's Lynn literally what Lynn said. Up. I was like, yeah, Lynn <laughs> yeah. said, don't lose. Like, Emma just, Hayes also said that's where she learned her mentality to be ruthless. She said she learned it over here. So Yeah, like, you just, you don't lose. That's not enough anymore. Exactly. Right. Because the other countries have just as much depth, just as much talent, they bought their young players too. You mm. think those it, it, players, it, it, you think that young England squad scared of us? You think Lauren James is scared of us? Not at all. Lauren James is going to look at some of the. I'm just saying she's going to look at them and just giggle in. She's excitement. gonna see plus yes. Taylor's heart. I know she's gonna see Corniak at the six and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, know, yeah um, I, I know what to do with am that. I joke to you. <laughs> like, so. My other thing with that whole, like, just don't lose mentality thing that a lot of people talk about because it's always aligned with, like, you know, Mamba mentality and all kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They they make it patriotic and all that stuff. Is it what happens when you lose? Because mm-hmm. this is a game. This is a sport. You're going to lose. Sometimes no, you're going to lose, and especially way. now. So what happens when you lose? Then what do you lean on? And that's been my biggest problem with this whole mentality thing that people lean on and think that that's all you need. It's not all no, you need. As I've still said too, like, especially now, like this is in this era, we ain't never, there's never been an era where you could lean on that less. And so it's it's time to find something else because this was always going to happen. Well, I mean, you also got to have tactics and you got to have talent. This is not going to work if literally from a roster construction standpoint, you take a midfield that is literally missing valuable pieces. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't out mentality that. If you right. literally don't have a six, and Dabini and Marner are chopping up your and sending and sending Naomi to the floor. Oh, not Naomi. <laughs> and everybody to the floor. Everybody just getting overloaded. I mean, the way to beat Naomi is if you got a whole fast line of people just overloading. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's the way they beat Crystal in the in the Olympics. That, I mean, yeah, like, shit. Overload. She yeah. like overload they literally the triple side. teamed her, and she was hey, like, "Don't be surprised." I can do Honestly, don't two be out surprised. Three, but I can't do three out of three. Well, don't yeah. be surprised if Brazil just straight up overloads Crystal and Naomi. What are we gonna do? Well, and what frustrates me about that is what Sweden did, the, did in the Olympics <laughs> is the exact same thing they did in that friendly we played against them in April. Yep. He yep. changed. Oh, I 
identical. Nothing. Yep. Identical. Oh, what's worse is that other teams have now taken that and revised it mm-hmm. to then target multiple people across our system. It's how Canada beat it. I mean, it's not the exact. It's not like Animal the exact same, but like, yeah, yeah. Cool. But it's it's a variation. It's like it's the difference between what um what what do they call it a England didn't England attack Alana Cook? I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the difference between you know how there are two types of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> like yes. they're, oh, yeah. Yeah. they're they're two sides of the same coin. Is what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There was a lot of references leading up to that. I was like trying to remember the name of Girl Scout cookies. Well, it's like tagalongs versus peanut butter patties. Right. Yeah. Love nasty. Okay. Not the point. Also, peanut butter patties are disgusting. No, they're basically nutter butters. Terrible. Besides the point. Why are you disgracing (laughs) nutter butters like that? I love them both equally. There's equality peanut butter. Yes. We're getting off topic. Anyway. I just think that. There's plenty of tape on how to beat right. the U.S. and we have been adjusted to it. But part of my other frustration with the roster construction piece is, at this point, as a coach and with your staff, you've seen where the holes are. What is the point of having the deepest talent pool on earth if you can't say, go get me a player that can fix that yeah, or that can cover that up? And I don't mean praying for Lynn Williams to come back because she covers up everything. Right. I don't mean that. Right. You don't win aerial battles. Yep. Well. Well. Corniak. That's what that's what they did. They're like, who's who's the tallest player we can get? Instead of replace tall well, with tall. Mm-hmm. She's not that strong. No. She's tall. Yeah. She's solid, but she's yeah. not. You can punk Taylor Corniak. Like there <laughs> are defenders who absolutely like I don't care. <laughs> like seriously, they don't care. You ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah, one right, of the best right. defenders in this country's history is Stacy Wilson. I'm taller than Coach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal Dunn can defend. She's 5'1. Yep. You don't, uh, old boy from United, Martina. Like, it doesn't matter. If you can defend, you can defend. Now, are there things you have to do because you don't necessarily have leverage and other things? Sure. But everybody has to play to their physical disadvantages, right? Becky Sauerbrunn's never been fast in her life. That's why she got to know how to step. Yeah. You yep, know, that's why I got to know well. She's tall, but it doesn't matter. She's not fast. She's got to step. Yeah. But we don't, sorry, saying that to say, we don't win aerial battles. And I know I beat a dead horse with the me official point, but she literally does all the things you need a nine to do. All of them. Like you need, like, Alex is great. Alex don't win them battles no more. She's 30 something years old. She's trying to save her legs. And you've got her pressing because your young players haven't quite figured out the press yet. Or you're not teaching it right, which is a whole different conversation. Well. So you're asking Alex, you're asking Pino to defend. What is wrong with you? <laughs> she ain't defended 2019. <laughs> and I'm not even saying Pino can't, but that ain't. We can't ask Pino to defend in like a solid six or seven years. Yeah. Like, oh, he gave up that ghost a long time ago. Wait a minute. So you're going to have Crystal Dunn Laura on the side. Laura doesn't even ask her to do it. Wait, you're going to have Crystal Dunn on the side with Pino and Taylor Corniak potentially? That's that's what we rocking with. God bless. bless. I was like, or Pino and Lindsay Horan at one point. Because we did against New Zealand. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Can we do like the second half of the second game or whatever we did? Um, wherever oh, wait, goes, I, wait, I have a question. I have a question way. for the group. I'm curious. What is, for this tournament, what is the worst case scenario? Because I have an idea of an unconventional worst case scenario. No, just in general. So, well, this is, so I think that is the conventional worst case scenario. I unfortunately think my 
actual worst case scenario as someone who like covers this team and wants problems to be fixed is, is that they actually do very well because the block was like oh i need to change yeah and i, yeah. Like, I can fine. i can roll into 2023 with and we're a, not like one anybody hard like I two promise. functioning midfielders two or one and a half functioning midfielders <laughs> And they're not like there are no changes that are going to be happening because I will say the one thing, especially going looking back at that stretch, where the U.S. did win three games in a row and was very likely at one point to lose a, a unprecedented fourth Basically, game in a row. Mal and Sophia being like, not today. And <laughs> Mal and Sophia were like, no, which I commend them for. And... But also at the same time, I think it like also would have you know have forced people to a start asking a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but also like actually making changes and yeah. Going all the way back to the Olympics, one of the big through lines that Andre and I had was, are you learning lessons? Are lessons being learned? No. And now he, three... He well, doing technically two years changes. Here. That's about it. I'm, I mean, well, I guess that technically is one lesson learned. <laughs> so you have one out of many lessons learned. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, actually, um, Courtney, because then it lets you gloss over the problems. Um, this is why I was a little fear. upset. I'm not going to lie. This is why I was a little upset to see Canada's squad. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like if we took a if we took if we took an L or like couldn't beat Canada or Brazil, like we lose one, draw the other, like, yeah, that's a problem. Cause you're not winning that tournament if that's the result you if those are the results you have, two out of three. So like I was thinking, like, yes, we're gonna <laughs> like with this with the the teams we invited, they got a good chance. They put out their best squads against us with the way that Vlaco's been rolling, they got a good chance of having mm-hmm. Dare, poor results show mm, up. See, dare, dare I say they still? I, depending on who Japan throws out, dare I say, depending on what he rolls out, if he yeah. does what he did in New Zealand, they may not win a game. I, Even against Canada, I think they'll get points. Yeah. So I think this is very interesting because I also look at that second Germany game like Mount Sophia were just like F it, Colorado mm-hmm. kids, let's go. And also, no Sophia, the spirit of Lauren Donaldson. Yeah, Lauren, shout out. <laughs> like, that man yeah. is saving U.S. soccer single-handedly um, <laughs> while coaching Jamaica. And I honestly, I hope Jamaica goes far. What a shit group they got. <laughs> like, what a draw they got. The worst um, draw. It's rough. But I would also say about that second Germany game, we scored those goals after Lena Oberdorf about. All yep. right. Everybody, and people talk about the changes. And I'm like, yeah. But she won't dare. Yeah. Lena Oberdorf came in for like 15 minutes in that first Germany game. And when I tell Ripped. you her one pass beat our entire back line, including Naomi Gurma. Yeah. She wrecked house. And Crystal Dunn. I have rarely seen anything like that in my life. That yeah, is the a, same age as Trinity Robin. I want yeah. to tell y'all that. She's a real problem. That one is might be the best six in the world. Oh, she 20. is. 20. Yeah, she is. She's what? a real problem. <laughs> and so that's what I mean. I'm, even England, right? And listen, I've become a Kira Walsh truther. I was not always. And I think she's gotten better, by the way. Yeah. But England has their six. Mm-hmm. Germany has their six. Yeah. Whatever version of Spain we get, we'll have a six. <laughs> <laughs> Canada has their sixes. True. Like, the teams that are going to give us fits all have that stuff, for the most part, sorted out. They have less things to fix than we do. Yeah, they have midfields. Well, yeah. see, that's the, that's the thing. You know, you said something earlier. You talk about, you know, like Sweden, you know, when we lost that game in the Olympics, it's they did the same thing to us that they did in the friendly. You talk about, you know, that the teams now know how to defend us. I agree, but I also say they know how to defend that particular system. 
And that's the problem. We don't have to run that particular system. We you don't do even have the it. talent to do it right now. <laughs> like you very, don't have the pieces. His very first game against Sweden, we did not run the 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And we put up three goals. He yeah. got panicky because we conceded too late. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he switched it. He inverted it. He went He went to like yeah. a 4-3-3 in the second half. He got panicky. And mm-hmm. so the movement, and that was with the vets, right? Like that was coming straight off of the, roughly off the World Cup. The movement that that formation would give us would be incredibly well suited to the players we have coming through. Right. Yep. Yep. Literally. In that formation, you can get Lavelle and Sanchez on the pitch at the same time. Right. Yep. Literally. Just, and honestly, because you don't have midfield integrity, fucking put more people in the goddamn midfield so yep. that when somebody's running, when Lindsay is up yonder on the wing, <laughs> There are people in the midfield yonder, the, or just tell her to not do that. the The That's problem, the, the problem with Lin, Lindsay on the national team, right? Mm-hmm. One, she's good at Leon because she's not the person. Yep. True. She doesn't. Oh. Want, I don't actually think Lindsay Horant wants to be the person. I don't think I so. I think either. U.S. Soccer told her she was the person. I think Carly Lloyd told her she was, and, and told, she was yeah, like, "Okay, I, well, I gotta, I gotta live like, up to I want Carly." To be the person. Yeah. I don't actually think that's her personality. So nope. that's one. But two, what we don't have because we're transitioning, Lindsay Horan's not ready to be the vet yet. No. Nope. She still needs a vet because she needs an Amandine Henri to be like, when I tell you to stay here, you're going to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Who all- is that person on our, t- our national team right now? Like, there's no Morgan. There's no Julie. There's nobody to be like, stay your ass there. Well, so- and I think also if I'm like in this national team system more times, I'm going to say going forward more times than not, especially in tournaments like the World Cup, Lindsay is going to need to be diligent. In, uh, like, if we're being completely honest about France, Lindsay Rand needs to be diligent. Let's say they play 30 games a year. I just made up that number. She needs to be positionally diligent. I'm going to argue four of those games. Again, when, uh, whenever they play against PSG, and probably, well, I'll say five. Mm. When they play PSG during the Champions League, honestly, semifinals, Right. And then if they make it to the final, that final. That is right. the only time where Lindsay, like where Leon is basically not 100% playing, like being extremely dominant, where they just like, you know, she's allowed to go. And I mean, Andre mm-hmm. and I've talked about this a bunch on the pod where because Leon is so dominant, Lindsay doesn't need to be diligent. She's allowed to float in the spaces mm-hmm. and do all the things that she loves doing because mm-hmm. the chances are they're really not going to get hit by a counterattack. Or if they are, you have Amandine Henri, obviously when Leon are healthy and she's like not playing as a center back. But like you have all that cover for, let's say, the one, maybe two times a game where you're maybe hit on the counter. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Leon or Ness are like constantly on the back foot. They're always on the front foot. So she's allowed right. to go and find her spaces and all those things. But She's right. being asked to do something completely different for country. Absolutely. And I think he thinks that translates. And I'm like, it does not. Well, the wild thing is to me too, and and, and I know we wanna we wanna move on and and because I got some rapid fire questions I wanna ask. I wanna ask right. everybody, but I think the thing with that is is that you see how smart like Sonia Bonpastor when she needed when they were gonna play Barcelona in the Champions League final, it was like, you're not doing that. We need you to stay deeper. We're going to defend this team because they will counter and they will wreck us because that is how they move. Mm-hmm. They drag you out of position and then they just pass the ball all the way around you and suddenly they're getting a tap in and suddenly the score is 3-0 at halftime. So you're not going to do that. And Lindsay was like, okay, cool. And for some reason, we just can't seem to have that talk at the national team. Well, Sonia Bonpastor is, one, she played. Mm-hmm. I think that always helps. Um, two, 
I would probably listen to Sonia Bonpasto before I listen to Vlaco too. <laughs> Just being very honest. With you. <laughs> uh, that French job is hers whenever they get a clue. Oh, they need to go ahead and do that because you know, I'm tired of the Acre. All right, let's. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. But <laughs> <that one. laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes. Thank you so ah. much. Oh my God. I, I wish I could end the podcast with that. Do it again. No. She said, do it no. again. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's do it. Let's do rapid fire. All right, because I wanna I wanna do just quick, I'm gonna ask you just a question about the tournament. Uh, and then we're gonna just run through um, or I'll just read what some other matchups are coming up in this international break. Uh, and then we're going to do heated and hyped and get out of here. So um, predictions for the for She Believes. What what are we calling it, Sky? What is the People's Care something? something? The People's Care Cup. The People's Care Cup of what she believes for <laughs> whatever. Now. Wait, hold on. Okay. I'm going to find it. No, come oh, back to Lord me. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right. No problem. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and get started. The people, People's Care Cup if yeah. she believes in Arnold Palmer. Yeah, okay. there we go. There you go, Courtney. There we go. Okay, there we Courtney go. with the memory. All right, like thank you. Thank it's you. It's because Sky said it, and my brain went, what? People care <laughs> about, my bad, my bad, I forgot. The people care about what she believes while they drink Armal Parmal Cup okay. next week. There yeah, we go. We'll, uh, we'll see if we're able to remember that uh, beyond this podcast. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, so question for everybody. Toughest game, and I, I don't mean for the U.S. and national team, just like a, a game that's going to be like a battle. So, and, and of course, caveat is we talked about all the squads and all of that. So we know Canada ain't at full strength. But anyway, um, the toughest game in your mind, uh, Sills. I think it's U.S. Brazil. See. Okay. Courtney? I agree. But because the amount, if Sophia Smith, Mal Pugh, oh, sorry, Mal Swanson, want to sauce people up. So does Rose. But all of Brazil also wants to sauce people up. <laughs> And so I'm excited for the Battle of the Sauce. Well, Soph ain't going to be there, so. Yeah. I'm just remember that. God, Midge also There you go. There you go. Okay, good Midge, take you something. Midge going home with the, something. The, 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 sauce, like the potential to sauce each other. Leave it with something. Right. It's going to be delicious. Well, that's the thing. So, okay. So, because the next question was going to be the most fun game. It sounds like the toughest game is going to be the most fun game then, right? Or do you have yeah. another one? Japan Brazil could be though. But yeah, that could be okay. fun. Yeah. That could be like you. That could be a lot of sauce too though. Yeah, they gonna start eating people. Japan. Yeah, I would actually count that as my most fun game only because the clash of styles at times. Yes. Yeah. Is just gonna make it like I'm just excited to see it happen. But I love how they both play football. Like I like I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Like you said, styles make fights and they play completely differently. Yep. But and the big one. So good for how they play. Yeah. Homest. Is winning. Hooms is lifting, lifting. The people care about what she believes when they drink an Arnold Palmer cup. <laughs> there we go. Look at you out here. <laughs> who wow. is winning? Sills. Who you got? Uh, Marta de Silva's team is winning. All right. Okay. I like it. Courtney. Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Two for Brazil. Sky. Yeah, it's gonna be Brazil. Okay. Let's go, Marta. Okay. Let's go, young legend. I like it. I like it. So uh, let me run through the the list. So the first match day is Thursday. That's February 16th. The first match of the tournament actually is 4 p.m. Eastern. That is actually Japan-Brazil. So we're going to get funky right off the bat. Um, Then later on that day at 7 p.m. is the U.S. versus Canada. Match day two is the 19th. So that's uh, Sunday. That's the U.S. and Japan. And then Brazil and Canada play later on. And then match day three, the final match day is Canada-Japan. That is, oh, sorry, that's February 22nd. 
I believe that's Wednesday. Is that Wednesday? Tuesday. Wednesday. There we go. Um, Canada, Japan at four, and United States and Brazil. So that's going to be the that that's going to be the bookend of the of the of the tournament. U.S. versus Brazil. That could be that match is going to be interesting, especially if like the winner of that one gets to lift the trophy. That could get a little funky, and there's a very good chance that that's going to happen. I so, think I now need to go to Frisco, Texas. I know, right? Right. I'm looking, and what's wild is that's the week off I get from work. We're on break. So. Okay. Make I really, really think I I'm might really have to go to Frisco, Texas. If somebody <laughs> wants to put me up, I don't have to pay for lodging. I might mess Somebody help Sills out. Get it. Get in touch. Get in touch. I put. I put the. I put the information. I put the ads and everything in the I'll show do notes. A Twenty-four so. hour, forty-eight hour trip. I'm not above it. I, I think I honestly might do like a, a twenty-four hour trip. Yeah, I don't like have a lot now, of time. <laughs> I, I like now immediately need to do this, especially because yeah. it's the last match. I know that was the thing. I didn't really realize it was the last match, but that's gonna oh, be fun. Oh, they send it up. Yeah, they send it up. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. So some other tournaments that are happening: the Tournoi de France. Uh, look at you. You're I know, right? Look at that. Uh, France, Denmark, Uruguay, and Norway. Arnold Clark, may he rest in peace. Uh, Italy, England, Belgium, South Korea, unless he was racist. Uh, Cup of Nations, <laughs> Australia, Jamaica, Spain, Czech Republic. Women's Revelations Cup is Mexico, Nigeria, Colombia, and Costa Rica. There are some oh. dumb intercontinental playoffs happening too. Yeah. Cameroon versus Thailand, and then I see versus Portugal. I guess the winner of that plays Portugal. Is that how that see, works? Yes. I okay. Think so. uh, Senegal and Haiti. Oh, that hurts my heart. That feels real anti-black. That is like extremely so anti-black. The winner of that is playing Chile and uh, Chinese Taipei and Paraguay. The winner of that. Oh no, nope, never mind. Papua That's New Guinea point. versus Panama. So yeah, the winner of those two are going to end up playing each other. So. Yeah, that's going to be happening as well. You also got spots the Women's World Cup. Yeah, you also got Germany versus Sweden and Netherlands versus Austria. Is Germany versus Sweden airing? Because I might want to see that. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. I want to see that. I don't know where it's going to be, but I'm going to try and watch it. Uh, But yeah, Mm -hmm. that's going to be an interesting one. Um, All right, heated and hype. Let's do it. Talk about it. Heated. We always start with that one because we want to end on the good stuff. So, who's got something that's got them heated? I'm gonna start with Courtney. It's got you heated. Has anything made me mad recently besides myself? This is where I usually scroll back on my Twitter timeline because I'm like, what was I mad about? (laughs) I know the thing is, I haven't really been shouting. I I also haven't really been, well, besides Twitter just fundamentally being annoying. I don't know what I've really been mad about. I mean, we talked about teams not posting for Black History Month, and I'm like, yeah, do better. Um, And I'm also mad Beyonce did not win Album of the Year. It's fair. That can be it. I got some. All right, Sky, what you Sky, got? Sky, you go ahead. Let me let me see if I can <clears throat> I simmer two. something up. I have two. Okay. Okay. So the uh the National Fraudulent League, my bad, the National Football League, mm-hmm. and their inability to hire black coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, the nonsense where Steve Wilkes did not get the job in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Kellen Moore was possibly going to get the job. And he literally was the cause of why the Cowboys ate and ate again. Um, but then the fact that then, what's his name, Rach, who was the Indianapolis Colts head coach who got fired in season, is now going to be the coach for the Panthers. Is the wildest mess I've ever seen in my life. Because literally, like, beyond roster construction was a mess for the Colts. Like, he really couldn't coach. They look ill-prepared. And it's been like that. So this perpetual felling upward of white men in the NFL has drove me insane. And then my other rant and frustration is Kathy, homegirl, 
of the WNBA talking about some expansion mm-hmm. ain't happening for a while. Mm-hmm. Girl, what? It, it literally, you got too many phenomenal players in the WNBA. You only got twelve people on the roster. You cannot. You can also expand roster sizes, but then also bring in expansion teams. There are people who can pay for teams. Like there, the there is no reason that in the WNBA they're not playing most of the year stateside. They can. You're talking about. We're not talking about soccer pitches. We're talking about basketball gyms. You literally can play in a gym most of the year. You can pay them their worth. This nonsense that the NBA, ESPN, Disney situation enable of this nonsense pisses me off. That's why I'm heated. All right. Absolutely co-sign all of that. Um, Courtney, you got one or should I go to Sills? Oh, Courtney did hers. Go, go to Sills. I'm seeing, the thing is, I haven't really been angry tweeting besides just being bad at working all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this came out of either. I, I mean, that can be it. All right, Sills, what you got? I mean, there's so many things to be deeply upset about in the world, <laughs> in the country, in your backyard. Yes. Um, I'm black in America. I'm always angry. I mean... There's that. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you all have talked about it on, on your show, but everything that happened in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you all thought that being black kept you from being like doing what cops do, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Seriously. When we say systemic, we kind of mean it, right? Right. Like, systemic <laughs> means systemic. Right. <laughs> I don't know what y'all, anti-black means anti-black. Right. Right. My mom definitely um, has been pulled over by plenty of black cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Read what James Baldwin wrote about black cops. I guess my very quick heated is, oh girl, I didn't watch the movie on Netflix. But the scam artist is getting like a TV <laughs> show or something. And Talk about failing upward. I think, isn't she giving a lecture or has a yes. class at yes, Harvard yes. Business School? Yes. That's oh, that's nonsense. ridiculous. Like, what? That's that white shit. Like, yep. She, that's the, as, as the tweet said, why black people always say, this is the shit we be talking about. I'm like, because this is the mm-hmm. shit we be talking about. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Courtney, what you got? Yeah, um, Andre, it's actually spurred by one of your tweets. Uh, learning, okay. besides all the mess going on in our country, one of the largest messes uh, specifically is going on with Florida <laughs> and Rhonda Sanchez. Uh-huh. And out, or like, however, not outlawing, but doing the equivalent for parts of the curriculum for AP African American history. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, banning books by Ta-Nehisi Coates mm-hmm. and other authors. And it honestly just, and also how the college board is just letting him do it. Yeah. Like, and it, it just like, first of all, I didn't even know that AP African-American history existed as an AP course. It must happen when I left high school. But like, I, I don't know. It's just so deeply frustrating to me when it's like, because Unfortunately, I can understand. It's like, okay, you want to change Florida's school curriculum? You, you That's your purview, I guess, as governor. Sure. Like, I can rationalize it, but the college board just being like, yeah, we're just going to let it happen. We're not going to do anything about it. Like, you are a, a, like a, a full national organization. And to be fair, I don't know a ton about higher ed because I don't work in, in higher ed. But just the fact that this is being allowed to happen is, it's just so deeply frustrating like one of the books they're banning is bluest eye and i remember reading that in high school and having truly a life-changing experience like my life was forever changed after reading that and it's just like like this country just it's in like it's already in the shits but it's just had like actively getting worse every single day george wallacing basically Mm -hmm. um 
listen, I work in higher ed and I work a lot with College Board and I would like to keep my government job. They <laughs> better doesn't pay me right now like that. Um, so I'll refrain. I have a lot of very deep feelings about all of it. Um, it is the diseducation, miseducation of our country. And it's also what happens when people not so slowly or, or countries are heading toward fascism. Like, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so we should be diligent and we should probably do a lot of resisting at this point. Like, that's pretty much where we are. Um, because these people are not brave. They're cowards. Whenever they're confronted, yes. they show it. So mm-hmm. I, I think if we just believed in ourselves and started doing some resistance, probably we'd get somewhere. Um, having said that, they're incredibly oppressive and they have a lot of power and they can stamp down rebellion. Yeah. Like, that's also how it works. So, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you, Courtney. It's just... Is imagine banning the best, the greatest American writer. Like, imagine. Right. And it's also, like, it's an AP, like, not, it's, like, also not everyone right. is required to yeah, take Yeah, you're not AP forced to. Yeah. Like, the kids who the are honestly in. probably going to try to take that are very likely mostly black folks. And it's, mm-hmm. like, learning about our history. And it's, yeah. ugh, I, it makes me, it made me so yeah. mad. I saw that and, like, immediately looked at my dad and just, like, started shouting. Yeah. Right. Like I just wish I the fact that our, our history is already an AP course, meaning right. it's not readily available in schools. Yep. You have to make an exactly. effort to learn about black history in this country. Right. And you just made it harder. Yeah. It made me so mad. And also, people can still learn black history. Yep, like, they sure will. Can't ban computers. I'm sure he'll try at some point. Yeah, they'll try. Oh, like, I, you, he like, will 100%. Like, people don't history. learn from history. You can try to ban this little last grasp. Um, this little movement from majority to minority rule better read your history don't usually end the way you think it do but i'm just saying DeSantis, you better read some history son because yeah. it gets real real familiar real real quick but that's neither here nor there me and still yeah. talk about that all the time but anyway yeah. um but you know no, all good uh, yeah and honestly, I'm just gonna co-sign all that because I had a couple little ones, but they soccer related, and and they, and they don't feel like by comparison, <laughs> we need to just leave it right there. So let's go ahead and transition uh, to hype. So, like I say, we're gonna end it on a good note. What's got you hyped for? Mm, well, until the, until the next time we pod, which I don't know when it's gonna be. So, what are you hyped about right now? I'm gonna start with Sky. Um, it is almost time for the beaches to be in session. It's almost time for the NWL season. Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm also hyped that um, the legend GM Angela um, listens to the words that I drop on podcasts. I feel appreciated. Good interview with Angela Heathley's as well. Uh, Also a friend of the pod here, but go listen to it. Uh, Shea Butter FC did an awesome interview with uh, Angela Heathley's talking about a lot of things with her new role uh, at Angel City as well. And also uh, make sure you give her some music shout outs because... uh, they asked her a question she couldn't really answer, so she needs some help uh, getting a playlist together. So uh, help Angela out <laughs> doing yeah, that. Um, Sills, what you got? What you hyped about? Um, I have two. Okay. Okay. They, so um, one, I think tomorrow um, there's a new episode of Abbott. So that's one. Yep, yep. And Old Girl from the Bear is going to be on there, apparently. So I'm very excited about oh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently they're friends. Like Quentin and her AO have been friends forever. Um, so I'm very excited about that. It seems very superficial. But Abbott is, I think Crystal calls it her emotional support show. Yes. <laughs> it is my emotional support yes. show. So that's one. Um, and two, it's soccer related. And I don't care because she makes me happy. I just want to talk about Lauren James all the time. That's it. Facts. Welcome to the welcome to the fan club, y'all. Yeah. 
just, I mean, I've been in the fan club, but we've yeah. been part of the fan club. Yeah, I'm just saying, say, but I, no, I, I did. I, did. No, I was, I was a part of the <laughs> fan club before y'all got into the fan club. Oh, that is that is a falsity. Yeah, no, that is, no. first of all, that's a falsity, but also that very much proves that you are not a fan free agent. You were, yeah, you were a fan free agent. United. I was oh, watching Man oh. United. You were watching yeah. them up close yeah, every weekend. No, but all that to say, Lauren James was balling, is balling, will ball on your forehead. I can't wait for her to cook up Emily Sonic in the in the World Cup. <laughs> I just want to see her in the World Cup. Like she's one of yeah. the players I'm really excited Same. to see. I can't wait to see her and Ebony Salmon combine. Yeah, that's, Diabolical. A, that's a bad combination. Diabolical. Bad combination. She gonna play her as a ten? I don't know. Now, I've been waiting for Emma to do that. Nine. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a Man. problem and a half. That's a Man. problem. What's uh, it like, England? What is it like, England fans? <laughs> right. What's it like? Um, Courtney, what's got you hyped? Um, these, honestly, these upcoming tournaments, I'm just like super yeah. excited to watch. Uh, I'm also really excited because I have two days off this week. <laughs> Cause if you know me, I work every day and the weekends. So <laughs> baby girl's not had a lot of days off. I think you like a weekend. Uh, uh, no, I just no. have, uh, the day this episode drops in the following day off and, I'm quite simply thrilled, even though I'm literally, I'm like not even doing anything fun. Like I'm cleaning my room and putting a rug down, but it's like stuff that's been hanging over my head that I've been needing to do for weeks. And I just haven't because I basically split my time between Stanford, Connecticut and my apartment in Brooklyn. Um, And recently Boston, so cold, anti-black. It is anti-black to be a real field of negative 25 outside. Okay. Anti-black. That's ridiculous. Um, but well, yeah, I'm just like really excited to like sleep in, <laughs> really like not think about work for two days. Like I'm quite simply thrilled. I dig that. I dig that. I'm hyped for sleeping in. I feel it. I feel it. I am hyped because Washington Spirit signed a black player. Uh, that's what's got me hyped. Look at y'all. About, about time. Wait, Andre, Andre, where she, where she, where she used to play? Andre, tell, you, tell the you, folks. You're going to make me drop it in there. You're going to make me drop the sound effect in there. And I, I just might, I just might drop <laughs> no, it in No, you there. have to do the sound effect. Oh, where I did she play? Do it. I can't do it because my voice will be shot. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but I really, uh, listen. Thank you, Shea Butter FC, for coming on the pod. Please follow the pod. Please listen to the pod. Check them out on Twitter at Shea Butter FC. That's S-H-E-A Butter FC on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. And also make sure you follow the host, Sky 5 Football, Football, like San Diego Way Football Club, Sky 5 Football. <laughs> Slap it in her face. Uh, and Southern Sills as well, at Southern Sills on Twitter. Make sure you follow them. Sky, Sills, thank you. Any last words? No, old tall one. Skyscraper, no. Eiffel Tower, Statue of Liberty. My goodness. Why did I ask? You still tall have, buildings. You still have Tamara nickname, by the way. You should work on that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it was you like wellness and fitness. Okay. And nope. Yeah, let, let's let's work that I feel like you have greatness in you. Keep working. <laughs> I got I got I had a name, but I didn't have a name. Let's work. Let's workshop that offline. Uh, all oh my good. God, uh, what's happening yeah. outside? Because of- <laughs> I can't lie, the the Deacon skyscraper, Andre. I know you hate it, but that was. It's well, not I my don't fault. hate it. It's it just too good. It's not my fault. It was because of the thingamajig. You know that thing. Um, the movie skyscraper. It popped hmm. up, and then I thought of Andre. Wow. That's just <laughs> all I know is I was scrolling on Twitter and Sky quoted a Deacon skyscraper and I responded immediately in all caps. 
Deke, it's skyscraper. <laughs> and it just, it took, it, I can't lie, it took me out for a solid 20 Hey, like, minutes. there's literally an emoji, though, of an Eiffel Tower, so not gotta use that for you. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming on the pod, and we'll talk to y'all <laughs> later. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to Diaspora United Podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Diaspora United Pod. That's Diaspora UTD POD. And message us if there's anything you want us to talk about in our next podcast. See you next time.